You're listening to the Quince podcast. The Supreme Court's recent verdict on the much-awaited AGR case has gotten experts worrying about Vodafone idea survival. With a massive due of rupees 58,000 crores in adjusted gross revenues that is owed to the government, will Vodafone idea sink or swim? The verdict on AGR for the debt-laden telecom companies, including Bharti Airtel and Tata Teleservices, may have struck a middle bargain by allowing a 10-year timeline for the telecos to make staggered payments for these AGR dues and concern. But if for Airtel, the ruling gives a decent shot at survival, for Vodafone, it's looking like a choice between merely surviving or shutting shop. Why is the ruling not looking favourable for Vodafone idea? Why has it come to a point of mere survival for the company? And if it fails to survive, what could be the implications of that in the market? You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you. And I'm your host, Shorbudi. AGR is what telecom companies pay the government to share a percentage of the revenues as their license fee and spectrum usage charges. According to the Department of Telecommunication or the DOT's assessment, operational and non-operational companies together owe the government a total sum of Rs 1.47 lakh crores in AGR dues. But why there's been a 15-year-long conflict between telecom companies and the DOT over AGR is because of the difference of opinions around what the AGR should include. The government said that the AGR should include income from both telecom and non-telecom operations, with the latter including all assets, deposits, charges, taxes and more. The operators, on the other hand, argue that AGR should only include income from telecom operations like calling or data usage. But what came as a big blow to telecos even as the telecom sector was struggling was the Supreme Court ruling from 2019 that favoured the DOT and ordered for the companies to pay up their dues. That payment was supposed to be made by 17 March 2020, as per the order, failing to do which the court had warned that there would be contempt charges. And it's Vodafone that is the most impacted by this order, followed by Airtel. Now, Bharti Airtel has cleared more than rupees 18,000 crores from its dues, but Vodafone Idea, which has been stretching its funds out thin, paid only rupees 7,000 crores so far. So that means there's still a liability of close to rupees 50,000 crores. But did Vodafone have the money to pay the dues by 2020? They expressly said no and sought for a 15-year extension to be able to pay it. Even the government, in fact, asked the court to give the telecos 20 years to pay the dues. But the bench of justices Arun Mishra, S.A. Nazir and Emma Shah allowed for a 10-year extension for a staggered payment. That will begin from 1st April 2021. The annual instalment payment date has been fixed on February 7th and as per the order, the companies are required to pay an upfront payment of 10% of the dues. So while some believe that this is a fair extension period that gives Vodafone time to cobble up some funds, most agree on how this company is looking at pretty tough years ahead where its survival may be at risk. Speaking to the Quint, Sunil Jain, the managing editor of Financial Express, explains why Vodafone Idea is in a tough position at the moment. One thing is very clear that this is not closure because uh, while some people while some, some people in the press have said and even some of the advocates have said that a 10-year period that the Supreme Court has given is actually welcome for companies like Vodafone. 
Vodafone is on its last leg now. Now it is trying to raise money. It may just survive. It will be a very weak pair if it survives. But frankly, a company which has invested $52 billion is now on its last legs. So this is, uh, this is a, a very sad situation to be in here. But it's not just the due itself that has thrown the telecos in deep waters, especially Vodafone. Again, it's come down to a debate on what all the dues are including and whether it's fair to do so. For instance, the government has argued that the companies owed not just the principal amount but also interest and penalties on the dues. According to a report on the Economic Times, if the unpaid licence fees amount Rs 22,589 crores, the interest and penalties take the total liability to Rs 92,641 crores. And the court backed the government on this. Secondly, there isn't even a full agreement between the DOT and the companies on the calculations of the dues. If we look at only Bharti, Airtel and Vodafone's dues, as per the DOT assessment, Vodafone Idea owes Rs 58,254 crores. But Vodafone Idea's self-assessment pegs its total dues at Rs 21,533 crores and Bharti Airtel's own assessment of its dues come to Rs 13,000 crores approximately. And again, the court did not relent to these factors. Mr. Jain says the question now is who is to blame? Is it the Supreme Court or the government? Breaking down the judgment, he points out some questionable aspects of the court's decision. The question is who is to blame? Is it the Supreme Court or is it the government of India? I think the Supreme Court and the government of India had to share the blame to a large extent. And let me explain to you why. Uh, you know, the issue of the, at the crux of this is what is revenue? So, for example, the telecom companies argue that when they put money in a bank account and they earn interest on that, the interest is not revenue, so they should not pay license fee or spectrum usage charge to the government on that. The government said that, no, even the interest that you earn in a bank account is, uh, is uh, revenue. Now, the Supreme Court, rightly or wrongly, agreed with the government of India. But the point is that till the Supreme Court gave its judgment on what was revenue, in 2006, 2007, 2011, and even as late as 2015, Various courts, whether it's the high courts or the TDSAT, various courts said the, that the telecom companies were right. So frankly speaking, when the Supreme Court finally gave its verdict and said that this is revenue, at that time, the, the Supreme Court should have said that you will pay just the principal amount. You will not pay the interest and the penalty. The second mistake that the Supreme Court did was that even once it, once it gave its definition of what was revenue, whether you agree with it or not, doesn't matter. The DOT's computations of the penalties uh, that had to be paid by the companies, the companies contested this and they said that you've, you've calculated the, the, you've done the calculation wrong. We're not disagreeing with what the Supreme Court said on what revenue is. You've just done the calculation wrong. Now, the Supreme Court didn't allow even the, cal even the calculation to be relooked, which is completely wrong. Everybody allows it, even the taxman allows it. Very interestingly, in the judgment that was delivered yesterday, the Supreme Court has a table on page four or five or something like that. It has a table on what the dues are for each company. And that table says preliminary estimate. The third mistake with the Supreme Court made was that when the cabinet, which is the highest level of executive decision making in the country, the cabinet in its wisdom said that we will allow these companies 20 years in which to pay the money. The Supreme Court decided that though this is a policy decision, normally the courts do not get into policy decisions. They just let it be. The Supreme Court challenged the policy decision and said, no, we will make it 10 years. This is completely wrong. The Supreme Court should not have done it. Even though the 15-year-old dispute culminated to this point only now, Jain believes that the government of India, and that includes the former UPA government led by Manmohan Singh and the present NDA government led by Narendra Modi, both had a role to play in this current debacle in the telecom sector. 
Going further back to the origin of this issue, he points out how neither of the governments took timely action to avoid this climax. The fourth mistake, a very big mistake, is that of the government of India. So let me explain to you. I'll have to go back a little bit into history, but you know, in the past, when the government gave the spectrum almost free to telecom players, they used to charge them a license fee and a spectrum usage charge. So let me give you an example, which is non-telecom related. If you want to buy a house, so you can either pay you know five ten crore upfront for the house. or if you don't have the money you go to hdfc and you say can i get a 5 10 crore rupee loan to buy this house and i will pay you x amount of emi so when you buy a house you either pay the money up front or you pay the emi so when the government started charging from 2010 the government started auctioning spectrum and they auctioned it for lakhs of crores so when the government started charging up front the money for the spectrum then they should no longer have been taking the emi so actually in 2010 itself when the government started auctioning spectrum that time the upa government was in power at that time dr manmohan singh's government should have scrapped the license fee and the spectrum usage charge because essentially this was an emi now dr manmohan singh did not do it he made a mistake and uh, in fact the last two elections have been fought on the belief that the upa made lots of mistakes it was an incompetent government so let's say that this incompetent government quote unquote incompetent government did not do the right thing in 2010 so let's forget about it in 2014 the modi government had come to power so it's been 6 years and the modi government has not done anything last point i want to make here is that that anything the modi government had done or even does today if they reduce the spectrum if they re- remove the spectrum usage charge or they scrap the license fee this is not a favor which they are doing to the industry in the case of vodafone alone vodafone alone owes the government of india 250000 crore rupees it owes primarily government owned banks another 50000 crore rupees so if the government is not going to take a decision which makes it easier for a vodafone idea to survive it is the government and the government owned banks that will hurt the most so even in its own interest this is not about the industry anymore if the government wants to protect its own 3 lakh crore rupees it should be scrapping this and it has not done that so actually the government is one of the biggest uh, uh, party which is at fault in this case Vodafone will now have to seriously strategize to raise funds. Could be tariff hikes, could be equity infusions, but just funds for payments of dues may not cut it, especially if it has to survive alongside Airtel and Jio and fit into the current market dynamics. But if nothing materializes for Vodafone, this order has the potential to create a duopoly structure in the telecom market with the only other survivors, Jio and Airtel, and that can't be good for the government or the customers. Mr. Jain explains why. Well, as far as the telecom uh, uh, sector is concerned, BSNL, MTNL virtually a non-starter. So essentially, it will be either it will be RGO and Bharti, which is a duopoly. And if Vodafone survives, Vodafone will be a very weak third player. It will operate in certain markets. It is unlikely that it will be a national player. So I think that is as far as the telecom sector is concerned. I think when 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 there are only two players who really are in control of the market. Uh, the amount of money which they will pay to the government for spectrum will probably keep coming down so the government will be a big loser as far as users are concerned if you look at the telecom revenues today whether it is for data or for voice obviously those those tariffs today are much lower than they were you know 5 6 years ago or even 3 4 years ago so to the extent that uh, you know bharti airtel and and rgo start increasing their prices in the initial few years it may not matter because the consumer will still be better off compared to what she was 4 5 years ago yeah. but the problem is when you have a duopoly you don't know when they start jacking up the prices you don't know when the quality of services come down and that is when the consumer will get hit 
and the problem is then we hope that either trai or the competition commission will be able to fix thing it's very very difficult to actually regulate players and and you know regulate the quality of service which is why globally and in india people have always opted for competition as the uh, as a way to fix things and we unfortunately over the last few years have decimated competition although there's a legal option for vodafone to file curative petitions now most believe that the case is as good as settled so will vodafone manage to pull through this if you like listening to this episode please subscribe to the big story playlist for episodic updates we'll have on apple google podcast spotify geo seven and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms for other podcasts please log on to the quinn website and check out the podcast section for any feedback shoot an email to podcasts at the quinn.com thanks for listening log on to the quinn's website and check out our other podcasts 